Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. This week, we are joined by fifth-year infielder Kyle Halverson from the baseball team. Talks about the run to the College World Series in their final season as a D3 program, how he got convinced to play baseball instead of football at St. Thomas, and how the idea of being a Tommy is like being a part of a family isn't a figure of speech for him. You can subscribe to Tommy Talks on Apple and Spotify, and if you love it, please give us a five-star rating. Now, here's our conversation with Kyle Halverson on another edition of Tommy Talks. Kyle, let's start back in uh, the 2021 baseball season. It's your last year at Division Three, and, and what a way to finish. You guys make it all the way to the uh, World Series and you're competing for a championship. Take us through that run, and what was it like to be a part of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a it was a lot of fun to be able to have so much success the final year of Division Three. I think, obviously, we knew that um, that was going to kind of be the farewell tour for um, St. Thomas baseball and the Mayak. And uh, to have the season we had was um, quite a quite a fun time, and really enjoyed um, getting closer with all those guys through that long playoff run. Um, I think we bonded quite a bit through um, quite a few different comeback victories um, towards the end of the year. So um, yeah, quite a, quite a fun ride and really thankful as I was able to be a part of it. Was there like a, a last dance kind of mentality like the Chicago Bulls had when uh, Phil Jackson knew he wasn't coming back and they didn't know about Michael Jordan. You guys knew this was it for D3. Was that kind of that same similar feeling? Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, we ov- obviously had that motivation of wanting to win um, the Mayak in our last last turn for sure. So um, kind of rallying around that a little bit, but um, just kind of focusing on day-to-day victories, whether that's in practice or on the field in the game. Um, not try to get make the moment too big, I guess, is a way that we kind of also tried to focus on that. So, yeah, I think it was fun. And like I said, just a great way to, to go out. Obviously, we didn't completely finish the job and win the national championship but a lot of things to be proud of from that run for sure including a span where you what won what 23 of 26 right I mean you had to feel pretty unbeatable at that point yeah no for sure I think we um we were led by quite a few um top end pitchers obviously we saw Graham come back again this year and be able to um, pitch extremely well at the division one level as well so um, those guys kind of carried us early on in the season and then as the bats started picking up a little bit we kind of caught our stride and we're able to to have some success you've never known any other life outside of growing up playing baseball in minnesota right so it's always cold at the beginning of the year but that's got to be part of it every year where the hitting takes a little while to catch up because you are hitting in cold weather and that's no fun yeah no it's definitely a lot more fun to hit when you can feel your hands and you're not worried about (laughs) um getting a stinger in on the hands or on the wrist so um Coach Olean talks about that a lot as well as how there's going to be times where, you know, the pitching staff's going to have to carry you, and there's also going to be times where the hitters are going to pick up the pitcher. So um, just a team game and being able to um, both sides kind of have that success when we need them to. Did last year's success help the team with their confidence moving up to Division One this year? Yeah, I think so, without a doubt. I mean, if we would have struggled a little bit more last year, um, I think guys would have been more nervous going into this year. But um, as you've seen this year, we have a lot of guys that are actually from that Division Three team. Um, just because they have more experience or older or whatever it might be, there's obviously been some um, key freshmen and transfers that have helped us out as well. But um, making a deep run in the playoffs last year definitely um, helped our confidence and we're able to 
uh, kind of carry that into to this season. What were your thoughts when you first heard that the Tommies were going to go from D3 to Division One? Yeah, um, I was actually in a interview my junior year, um, kind of a final round interview with Ecolab, um, and kind of had a downtime, and I checked my phone and saw that uh, the announcement had been made, and we knew that um, it was kind of a possibility, but um, pretty shocked, and there was a couple other uh, – Tommy alums in the room and kind of talked to them a little bit about it, but obviously super excited, right? Um, there's no way you can't be excited about that. I think uh, the Mayak had been really good to us um, for the past hundred, however many years it was. Right. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I think new beginnings and a new opportunity for St. Thomas to get some exposure on the national level is, is a great opportunity. So you're a grad student, so you had to make the decision to come back. Was that an easy decision for you to try and come back and, and test your abilities at the D1 level? Yeah, um, I definitely had to think about it a little bit, but um, like I was talking to you earlier and with Gene earlier, but um, I, I was thinking about, you know, 20 years down the road, whether or not if I chose to not come back, I think I would have been kicking myself. Right. Um, just a, an excellent opportunity to – um, kind of understand what Division One athletics is all about. And um, after I kind of considered that a little bit and talked with my parents, it really was a no-brainer at that point. What do you think the biggest differences were from D3 to D1? Yeah, I think something we noticed early on is it's, you know, it's not that big of a jump. It's not as different as you think it would be. Um, obviously, there's um, stronger, perhaps a little bit more athletic guys that you're playing against um, with more power, um, from a pitching standpoint, more velocity, um, a better ability to, you know, locate multiple pitches, mm -hmm. which is a difficulty from the hitting standpoint. Um, but also I think the margin of error is probably the biggest thing. It just gets quite a bit smaller, um, in division one where you could get away with mistakes in division three and still be able to win games where now, um, those mistakes are kind of magnified, um, and end up being the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, really. Like if you watch uh St. Paul Saints game, and then you go watch a, a Minnesota Twins game. Ground balls that were hits now all of a sudden are outs. I mean, that's a huge difference. That makes a big difference when all of a sudden you're only playing with three outs instead of four or five in an inning. Yeah, without a doubt. So um, kind of that athletic um, ability of some of the guys, and um, it makes a difference. So you, you get um, what would have been hits or reached on errors turned into outs is tough, and you got to be able to still find a way to, to compete in battle. So you not only moved from D3 to D1, but you also moved positions, right, from shortstop to third base. Uh, obviously, same side of the infield, but two very different positions. What do you like better about third base? What do you miss about shortstop? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I like um, I like the reaction aspect of playing third base. It's kind of, since it's uh, such a, a position that gets hard hit ground balls, it's really one step and make a play with your glove and then throw to first, whereas um shortstop you get a lot of those positions where you have to have better footwork and you know come around the ball work through it and those are some of the things I struggled with a little bit I feel like I could make some of the harder plays at shortstop and then the ones that I would make airs on were the ones that were the five hoppers right at me and I wouldn't, right. wouldn't move my feet correctly or um, not fall through with my throw um, whatever it might be so it kind of allows me just to try to be 
athletic and make a quick reaction um, and make a play, which I've, I've enjoyed quite a bit. More instinctual. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's some, probably some balls you never even see at third base, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's in my glove. I should throw it over there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing in at third a few times against some guys. I'm like, why am I playing in against these guys? And then next thing I know, I got the ball in my glove. It was just never even saw it, but it's yeah. amazing what you can do when you have to survive. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, one or two of those this year for sure that um, kind of scare you and get get on you before you even expect it to be there. Yeah, but there is something nice about the just taking all of the thoughts out of it. Uh, how did you get into baseball? Did you always play since you were little? Yeah, I played um, pretty much all um, all my all my life growing up. I played um, with my dad as my coach actually during little league and. Um, I had an older brother that played Little League and um, all through the, you know, T-ball all the way up. So I think going and watching his games, I'd always be um, watching his games and then playing catch with one of the other little brothers on the side of the field. And yeah. I always wanted to be in, in my older brother's shoes and actually playing in those games is kind of when I um, developed a true love for baseball and um, knew I wanted to continue going forward. But I think also we played – with my neighbors across the street played wiffle ball pretty much every day of the summer um in their front yard for yeah. you know hours on end so kind of always had a ball in my hand since I was a kid growing up and um enjoyed playing baseball football basketball whatever it was uh, are you uh, do you have some pretty nasty wiffle ball pitches um I don't know I haven't I haven't thrown a wiffle ball in quite a while but <laughs> yeah. um who not knows? good on your elbow I can tell you that much yeah probably not yeah as somebody I played wiffle ball one summer every day with my roommate in college and uh, for about a week after I couldn't even move my arm like it was brutal yeah I don't think our uh, our pitching coach would suggest that as a no. as a training practice no throwing a weightless ball as hard as you can really uh, will wreck your arm as a future tip for everybody still go play a <laughs> wiffle ball just maybe don't overdo it uh and you also played football through high school right uh tell us about your football experience more specifically let's talk about winning a state championship back in 2016 what was that experience like yeah that was awesome um so kind of same thing um in terms of my experience of baseball growing up i would go to all the Tatino grace football games watching my older brother play um him and all his friends were on those teams and same thing would be throwing a football kind of in the track, um, jumping pit behind the field, um, wanting to be out there. And then we had a good group of kids actually from my, my elementary and middle school that went to, to Tino Grace together, all, you know, played youth football growing up together. And, um, we, we actually jumped up from class 4A to class 6A. Um, so we were playing up two classes, um, for high school football, and we kind of had a goal of being the first Tatino Grace team to win a state championship because um, we saw we had seen our brothers win one um, at the 5A level, but TG had never won one at the highest level. So that was kind of our our goal as a class um, coming in, and we made a good run our junior year and got um, knocked out in the semifinals to the eventual champion. And then um, our senior year, um, we were able to kind of put it all together and um, – go on a fun run and be able to to win the championship at u.s bank stadium so you're used to jumping up two levels man yeah a little yeah. bit i guess <laughs> i never really thought of it like that but yeah, yeah used to playing against um against tougher comp- competition and really enjoy that that side of sports and you were a quarterback on that team right that's correct so tell us what a, a quarter as a quarterback your responsibilities and i would imagine that was a little analogous to shortstop as well as the captain of the infield so to speak 
Yeah, for sure. Um, we ran a, a wing T offense in high school, so um, it wasn't the typical air raid offense you see these days. So right. a lot of my responsibilities involved handing it off to our various running backs that were extremely talented. Yeah. Um, so um, I definitely didn't have to carry um, the whole load or even the majority of the load um, for our offense. But, um, yeah, I think it was a, a great leadership opportunity. It's something where um, you know, you get to be in the huddle and, and talk to the other guys and kind of tell them um, what play we're running, you know, what snap count we're on. And um, it's a good opportunity to, to test my leadership um, abilities. And I think I've tried to carry some of those over uh, to the baseball field as well. But Kyle, when you did throw the football, what was it? How many times a game? Five times a game? Six? Um, we probably threw ten to fifteen times, depending okay. on depending on the game. Yeah. So that's not too. It's not so rare where you feel like. I better complete this because we got three opportunities and I can't miss on this one. Yeah, no, we got a little bit more than that, but um, definitely liked when uh, our wide receiver would run in and give me a, a play or a pass call. Uh, yeah. Definitely got me a little excited because <laughs> I'm like, all right, my time to throw up finally. So That's right, your so time to shine. Fun. That's right, yeah. And those wide receivers probably liked it a little bit more too. I'm sure they did, yeah. Uh, so we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but – You've got to be one of the few people who's had a chance to play both baseball and football at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's a cool experience. When Let's go start with high school because I don't know if you're like me, but growing up, I grew up in Denver. If I could have played on the Denver Broncos home field, it would have been amazing. Did it, was it a similar feeling for you when you got a chance to play football at U.S. Bank Stadium? Yeah, definitely. So we were the um – first season that was played at U.S. Bank Stadium was our senior year. So we got to play the semifinal game and the championship game at U.S. Bank. Um, and I remember we would be, we were sitting up in the stands before the game before us always, and you're kind of looking around, and you're like, wow, this place is massive. Yeah. Um, quite a big field. Obviously, we didn't sell it out quite like the Vikings <laughs> did. Um, what? But yeah, <laughs> but quite a cool opportunity, I think. Um, there's nothing, nothing more fun than you know, having your hometown friends and, and family cheering you on playing a high school football game. It was quite a fun time. Yeah, and in that such a cool venue and it being brand new, what's it like playing baseball in there? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit different. Um, the turf is different than a normal baseball infield for sure, so yeah. it takes a little bit of getting used to um, for infielders and even like sliding into bases. you got to know when to start your slide versus when to start it on, you know, our home field turf. Um but, yeah, another cool opportunity. It's obviously not meant to be a baseball stadium, but the fact that they make that possible, especially in the Midwest where, um, you know, it's pretty difficult to get some of those early February yeah. and March games in. So um, it works out pretty well. Uh, when you look back at it coming out of high school, did you have a chance to play football anywhere else or was it going to be baseball for you all the way? Yeah, I was actually – initially planning on playing football here at St. Thomas. I had decided that I was going to do that. Um, and then the summer prior to my freshman year, um, there was kind of a high school, you know, all-star summer weekend tournament or whatever. Um, and I met actually my current roommate and another kid that were both committed to play baseball at St. Thomas. Um, and pretty much the entire weekend, Avery Lehman and Brian Pearson, who are still two of my very good buddies, were um, talking me into playing baseball instead. Um, so they kind of sold me on it. And then I met with coach Oline and decided that, um, you know, the playing opportunities might come a little bit sooner for me if I were to play baseball. Yeah. 
and I decided that, you know, I was going to continue and, and play baseball rather than football here. Yeah. So those two, uh, your friends, they're going to be, they're going into business lawyers where they have to convince people. What are they going into? Yeah, no, they should. They got some, <laughs> some good experience doing that for sure. Yeah. Um, but Brian's graduated already doing some accounting stuff and Avery came back again this year and he's playing for the baseball team. Um, and doing some uh, reinsurance work after school. Yeah, what a cool experience to be able to take the the team that you've played with for four years and make that transition with them with your family. That's had to be a phenomenal experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, it wasn't our entire senior class from last year, but um, myself, Avery, and Graham um, having the opportunity to um, come back, and obviously the guys that were younger, not just our, our class, because um, – I've played with the um, the now seniors. I'm considered a fifth year, but the now seniors for um, four years as well. So having that um, bond that we kind of built throughout the, the earlier years and being able to go through this experience when, um, you know, we knew it might be a little bit tougher than in past years. I think having that bond um, and um, uh, experience of playing together really helped us through some of the struggles. Just for people wondering, as they listen to the podcast, we're actually in Shinnaker Arena, and uh, that's why you can hear Parker Bjorklund in the background shooting some hoops, another guy who's going to come back for his uh, fifth year, so to speak. Um, why did you choose St. Thomas? Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the school. Um, both my parents graduated from here, and my older brother did as well. So I'd been on the campus a ton of times, um, I was actually deciding between um, the University of St. Thomas and the University of Minnesota, and it was either I was going to play athletics at St. Thomas or I was going to go to the U um, and do something with sports management as a major. Um, and I decided I wasn't quite ready to, to hang up the cleats and wanted to continue to play in college. So yeah. um, that's kind of what made uh, my final decision. And. Obviously, the St. Thomas education is outstanding, but athletically, do you feel like you made the right decision? Yeah, I think so for sure. I'm um, extremely grateful for the past five years I've had being able to, to play athletics as well as um, going to a, a top-tier university. university. Um, and I think uh, they've given me a great opportunity, and um, like I said, I'm, I'll be forever grateful for the opportunity. So your family all went here. Um, and you mentioned earlier when you were at Ecolabs that there was a bunch of St. Thomas alums around. I mean, it feels like St. Thomas alumni and students, it's a family. And it doesn't matter when they went here. If you're a Tommy, you're in for good. Yeah, no, for sure. I've felt that um, kind of everywhere you go, even if you're wearing a um, you know, St. Thomas hat out in public or a shirt um, and somebody sees you, they'll give you a roll toms and say hello to you. Um, in job interviews, like I said, there's um, been tons of people that are, oh, yeah, I'm a St. Thomas grad. Great to see some Tommies interviewing or whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a close-knit family and um, something that's really cool to be a part of. So tell us about your major, finance and economics, right? What do you want to do with that? Yeah, so I was planning on majoring in finance and minoring in econ um, until I chose to come back for the fifth year. So I turned my econ minor into a major. Um, to continue and to stay eligible throughout this year. Um, but, yeah, I'll be starting at Medtronic in a finance analyst position um, coming up in a few weeks. So pretty crazy the real world's ready to hit me. Yes, um, it is. Um, right away. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I get a couple weeks off and then start that, but really looking forward to that. I interned with them 
uh, the past two summers and really enjoyed it. So I'm excited for that opportunity. I would imagine that now with inflation being what it is and how COVID has wreaked havoc on the economy and all that, that's got to be a really interesting time to be a finance and econ major. Do you geek out on that kind of stuff or is it exciting and do you have some ideas on how to fix it all? Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely super interesting to see what's going on. I don't know if I don't know if I have the solution quite yet, but okay. um, cool to kind of read about it and see um, kind of what some of those levers are causing um, what we're seeing today. So um, hopefully uh, be able to learn some learn some things from the people over at Medtronic. And um, that's not really their area of expertise, but maybe we can put some good minds together and, and figure out how to solve it. Yeah. Well, if you do, uh, let me know first so I can be at the front of it. Okay. All right. I'll do that for sure. That might be insider trading. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, if it is, we're not actually going to do it, and don't use this as evidence. <laughs> uh, what else do you like to do for fun outside of the classroom and outside of baseball? Yeah, I like to be outdoors. I'm going up um, to my cabin actually in, in two weekends. We go up and you know do some wake surfing, wakeboarding, nice. um, all types of stuff. Just be outside. That's um, we've kind of had family up on Long Lake in Longville, Minnesota, for 55 years or so. My oh, wow. grandpa. Um, built a cabin up there and now I have two uncles that are on the same lake as well. So spend a lot of time in the summer up there, um, enjoying the nice weather and, um, just kind of relaxing. Are you an outdoors guy during the winter as well? Um, not quite as much. No, no. I like to do some plants of pond hockey here and there, but yeah, cause I played growing up, but, um, no, not a ton. I try to stay warm for the most part. Right. That would be nice. That's the biggest goal. Uh, so you grew up in Minnesota. Are you, are the Minnesota teams all your favorite sports teams? Unfortunately, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. It's a tough go at it, especially after the Wolves and the Wild. Uh, of the four major sports on the men's side, do you have a favorite? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, obviously, I'm a baseball guy, so I like the Twins. The Vikings are always fun to watch, just because you know you get 16 or now 17 games a year. So. Yeah. Um, I usually don't miss any of those games, but um, I like to see. Um, I'll watch any of them when they're when they're playing well. So um, whichever team's ready to win a championship can can become my new favorite team. Yeah, well, hopefully you don't have to wait too much longer for one of those. Yeah, I think we've waited long enough. We're <laughs> we're more than overdue for that one. Absolutely, I would agree. Um, you got to like the Minnesota Lynx, though, right? Because they win. Yeah, definitely. They have yeah. what have they won four championships four. now? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's super impressive that they've been able to, to win a couple of championships and kind of turn that streak. When you were growing up, who were your baseball idols? Um, definitely Joe Maurer. That's kind of why the reason, one of the reasons why I wear number seven on the field. Um, he was always my favorite player. We'd go to um, spring training games growing up over spring break, and we'd wait outside the, the player's parking lot um, with baseballs or, you know, player cards and try yeah. to get them signed after the game so i have a picture um of me and my brother outside that um the players parking lot with joe mauer in like a 2004 red um dodge durango um so pretty fun got that picture signed by himself that's awesome pretty cool memory yeah and to, so you, that had to be you met him twice right because that wasn't like a polaroid so you had to go get that picture developed and then go meet him again yeah yeah i know it's a lot easier to get those guys to sign when you're about six years old and missing teeth it's a lot better uh yes. to do it that way than 
if it was my dad going up to ask for for an autograph, I right. think he might think that's a little awkward. So well, yeah, because a lot of those guys, the older people, are just trying to resell it out on eBay or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm sure uh, the players know that it's probably going up in my bedroom if you get that sign. So they're yeah. more than willing to do it. I don't know, man. A, a Kyle Halverson, Joe Maurer photo on eBay that could be big bucks. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. Well, again, if you put it up, let me know. All right. You um, might be the only bidder. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to bid. I just said let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your uh, best place on campus, your favorite place to be? Um, I'd say probably Tees. I'm a big fan of their breakfast burritos. I try to get uh, get those as many as I can. Yeah. Spicy? Do you like the spicy salsa? Or I usually don't get the salsa. No, I get all the meats. I get onions and peppers i like to keep it pretty simple okay uh so i was going to ask you your favorite food is it burritos yeah the breakfast burrito or um the view when they do the um build your own mac and cheese i like that as well interesting what do you like to put in there i usually do sausage bacon and then onions and peppers as well pretty simple okay so onions and peppers a big for you You yes you put those in anything and you're good without a doubt yeah Yeah. so if you're ever growing a garden it's onions and peppers for sure and maybe lots of meat yep you can't grow the meat necessarily as well in the garden um are you much of a reader or would you prefer watching tv i'd probably probably rather watch a tv show of some sort um i've all i was only in three classes in the fall and one this spring so i've had the opportunity to watch a few few tv series yeah what are you streaming these days or um i watch i watch peaky blinders um kind of finished that up in the fall and then um i actually hadn't seen game of thrones before and my roommates were all over me for um not have seen that already so i got that one done too so that was that was pretty incredible yeah, I haven't seen Game of Thrones either, and I get a lot of flack about that. So I'm, yeah, I got to go back and watch it. I guess. Yeah, you should. It's a great show. Yeah, highly recommended. Are For you sure. an Ozark guy at all? Yep, I watched watched that with my roommate um, a couple weeks ago, and the last season came out as well. Yeah, I haven't finished the part two of the last season, so don't give it away. All right, I won't. But man, that show is is stressful. Yeah, for sure. I forgot how stressful it is. Every year, like it, it's how long? Between seven months, nine months between a season. Then it comes out, and I'm like, man, I'm t- I need to take a break. I can't handle more than one episode at once. Yeah, Marty Bird's up to no good. <laughs> he is. Don't be Marty Bird. <laughs> um, when you look back at your career, Kyle, what are you most proud of? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think our run last year was probably one of my my favorite moment. I would say, um, just because we came back in so many games where we were down and showed resiliency to – to be able to come back and win. But I think um, in terms of what I'm most proud of, I think just being a part of this team for, for five years and helping um, try to, you know, kind of lead the transition um, in the best of my abilities. I think um, Coach Aline kind of asked me, Graham and Avery, who were captains the prior year, to come back knowing that um, there might be some struggles ahead in the Division One era. Um, so having him, you know, trust in us and ask us to come back and continue i think is something that i'm pretty proud of okay i appreciate your time best of luck in the real world and congratulations on a great st thomas career absolutely thank you corbu